Hey, hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here as always with co-host Jesse Lucier and our head honcho, Mr. Paul McLean. Boys, it's been an exciting couple of weeks. We haven't talked since the Stanley Cup's been handed out. Um, we've got a lot to talk about today. Head honcho Paul McLean is excited today, boys. He's got the studio to himself. I can't be there with him tonight. Uh, I'm back at home. Jesse's in Singapore, coming back to Hong Kong soon. Uh, gentlemen, so much has happened since we talked. We've got draft. We've got Stanley. Where's the Stanley Cup right now? We've got so many questions, so many answers. How are you doing, boys? What's going on, boys? Great to see you. Um, yeah, I think the last time we spoke, it was it was right after game five. And That's uh, right. You're right. It almost seems like a lifetime ago, the amount of things have happened. But like I said, boys, just before we started, I'm already on the next season. I don't wait around, boys. I'm focused on next year. I'm right into it. Colorado doesn't matter. We're back on the Leafs train, baby. It's coming. I'm thinking, boys, there should be a tracker on the Stanley Cup. I don't know if this could be something for the future. Gary Bettman, if you're listening. Or Phil, the uh, what's his last name? Uh, the cup handler. Uh, he he should have a tracker on that where people can like pay don't, to watch where it goes. Don't like, don't don't do that to the boys. Come on. Yeah. Give Imagine the fans that. what they want for the parade. Yeah. Give them what they want for the parade, and then That's let it. them have their fun. That's for three it. for three easy installments of ninety nine ninety nine, no. you can follow the cop. Come I'm on, guys. Stanley Cup's got an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> if it should, because uh, there are some memorable things happening with that piece of hardware right now, gentlemen. Uh, so it's good to have you guys back. Uh, great to be talking hockey here again. So let's get it started. Tonight's first period, as always, brought to you by our main sponsor, the China Hockey Group. Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and Southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Idol League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues, which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and Power equipment. For more information about their programs, check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. All right, we can't stop. We can't start off with next season Jess without going back at least at least a week and a half uh the Colorado Avalanche pulled off the Stanley Cup win as everybody knows Kale McCarr uh our MVP of the playoffs no doubt no mm -hmm. doubt yeah but I do want to I do want to ask you a couple of questions about that but I mean first of all congratulations to Joe Sackick and the entire team there in Colorado they made the, the right moves to the deadline everything they did went right um, they dominated a couple of their series. They were barely tested in a couple of them. Um, but yeah, just a team that's destined to win. It's been a couple of years uh, coming. Uh, overall thoughts on that. Yeah, like what a special group, this team. I mean, think about it. 
they lost four games in the entire playoff. I know it wasn't <laughs> like, close. Like, you know, I mean, the Tampa Bay series was tight. I think the St. Louis series was tighter than most people can will yeah. give it credit for. But all that being said, you know, they dominated like all throughout the playoffs. And the scary part about this team is they're only going to get better. <laughs> so Joe Sackick, you know, dominated when he was a player and now he's dominating the front office, just creating an absolute superpower of a, of a hockey club that is going to, you know, be, uh, I don't think it's a question. This is going to be a dynasty, but, um, just going back to that game six, I think we talked about it. Um, you know, it looked like when we talked about game five, it almost looked like they were doing a little bit too much. If you can kind of just go back, they were doing a little too much Colorado, right? They were just going like they're over back checking. They were trying so desperately hard that they kind of got away from their game. And it looks like the home fans, couple missed calls. They got all riled up and they go to Tampa. And then the other happened in Tampa. I felt they got a bit riled up. I think McDonough took a bit of a, a, a you know, a dumb penalty and um, Colorado just looked like they went to business. And uh, you know, I think, the stories that came out about when Cogliano stood up in the room and had apparently had this incredible speech and just got all these guys just all riled up. And the story of Nate, you know, in room 87 or whatever it is, yeah, just like yeah. everything was just working out well. So now an incredible game. I'm happy to see that Nate got, got that big goal, but yeah, I mean, Kale McCarr, man, like I think we talked about this. This might be one of the greatest seasons a defenseman has ever put together, probably in the history of the NHL. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. But here's one thing that I have to say. We've been talking about Kale McCarr. He deserves all the accolades and all the attention that everybody's been giving him. But here's my thing. I've been saying this for a while. This team, like Gabe Landeskog's a great captain, great leader. This is Nate McKinnon's team, and it has been for the last five years. He's yeah. He's been their best player for that long. And he's he's been there through the good times and the, and the absolute worst, the same as Gabe. But he's mm-hmm. their best player. So he might not be their captain, but he's their best player. Nate McKinnon was still their best forward by far in that, in the entire playoffs. And not only maybe, maybe he wasn't scoring as many goals as we wanted him to, or you might expect, but he did everything right. He played the whole thing. He, he didn't get hurt. He, he sacrificed himself. He, he played, he back checked, you know, he, he did all the little things that maybe went on notice, but he was still the best player on the ice. Almost yeah. every time he was on the ice. Oh so yeah. Whether whether you know he didn't he didn't have the points and you know being outscored by a defenseman in the playoffs. Obviously, Kale McCarr deservedly won the MVP. Like there's no doubt about that. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's an argument to be made there about uh, about uh, about Nate because he oh, was for an sure. Ab- he was an absolute stud and, sure. and I think he you know watching and. Some of the stories that come out later about the guys playing through injuries and the guys that were banged up or need a surgery or whatever it was, um, not to be overshadowed, Nakushkin, who was an absolute stud playing through that foot injury, but Nate seems to go through it almost on phase. Yeah. You know, like he, he was dominant in that. Yeah. In the whole, and I'll in say even playoffs. one more yeah. thing about the, the value of a guy like Nate McKinnon. Like, obviously, he's so electric and dominant on the ice, and he's just fun to watch, you know, and he gets, like, 15 shots a game. (laughs) But I think where the real value of a guy like Nate McKinnon is is what he brings to the locker room and what he brings to the culture. And he's not, like, a, you know, a feel-good culture guy. Like, this is a guy that when he's in the room, you know it's time, it's business time. And he does it whether you're a rookie, 
with Landis Cog, Rantanen. I mean, how many times did we see over the last four years he gets into it with his coach? You know, he's just a guy to me that exudes competitiveness and just a drive to win at, at, at any cost. And, you know, that's probably so contagious and almost like, oh man, I got to find my, I got to, I got to bring it or like, I'm going to hear it from the Nate dog, you know? So yeah, I, I think that's also a part that goes, especially in sports, especially in the game of hockey, typically you don't see that a lot, but this guy, he just has that fiery edge. And I think he's really changed that, that culture around almost single-handedly, you know? Well, I think it comes from his work ethic. Like there's no doubt he's one of the hardest working and hardest, uh, you know, hardest working guys in the league. And if, if he sees, if he doesn't see that in his teammates, he holds them accountable. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, let's not forget about Nate folks, because he absolutely dominated in the totally. playoffs. And if it wasn't like, he was one of the driving forces every single night. And just like, I mean, this team, man, like, so many good players down the depth chart at any given moment. Darren Helm scored that big goal to send them to the final. Like uh, Arturi Lekkinen, you know, just had an just unbelievable score, yeah. scores winners. Yeah, and 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 honestly, just a great feel good win for a team. You know, like I love watching uh, you know Eric Johnson and Gabe Landeskog. When Gabe Landeskog told him after they finished last, saying, "I'm going to hand the cup to you first. Like this is all just magical stuff that these guys are going to be now very close like brothers for us for the rest of their lives and yeah yeah I, i'm happy that the the torch has moved on from tampa bay i mean before we move on to i think we got to also speak about tampa bay you know like this is a team that was banged up arguably their best playoff performer was out all playoffs with Braden point vasilevsky played just again out of this world um headman was fantastic stamkos is probably the best i've ever seen him play yeah um, i don't think this he's team's a- going anywhere soon Stamkos at the top of his game right now. Like it's yeah. unreal how, how good he's from? been. Yeah. I think he, he just learned to play the game like more heady. I mean, like, I think he just picks his spots a little bit better. He, yeah. he, he turned himself into an Ovechkin on the power play where, you know, the shots coming, but you still can't no. stop it. But I mean, yeah, yeah not can be said for Tampa Bay. They battled through a lot. I think they really showed their professionalism, like their, yeah. the depth of their franchise, like the way that yeah. they, compete for each other all the things that matter all the intangibles that you don't see on paper uh they all came through for them to make it to that point and lose to colorado the way they did yeah i mean uh not you can't say it you can't say a bad thing about that no team. totally totally i think the big difference though the, the big difference just to wrap up the big difference in that series was the depth scoring Tampa yeah. Bay was just not getting it. You know, Kalorn had nothing you know like i know again obviously he's a huge player performance had a ton of success yeah. They weren't getting any performance from that kind of depth, which is what made them so deadly in the past yeah. few years. You know, Nick so. Paul was the only guy that scored a yeah. few goals. I mean, Nick Paul scored a few. Uh, Hagel played hard. Uh, he's a yeah. good competitor, but didn't score big goals. Like you said, yeah. the deadline guys that that Joe brought in in Colorado made a huge yeah. difference. You talked that's about Josh, yeah. Josh Manson. You talked about Helm. Uh, you got to talk about Lekkinen. I mean, every, every single one of them contributed in a positive way. So, and they, and they, they did it without Sammy Gerrard, which I mean, puck moving defenseman in the playoffs would have been great to have him, but it doesn't compare to Tampa Bay playing without Braden point. Uh, Paulie, why don't you wrap us up on your, uh, with your thoughts on the abs uh, winning the cup. Are you guys done? Yep. You're done. We're done. Yeah. What do you got? (laughs) You got anything to add to that? Nothing. Um, 
So, first question tonight. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, he's rallying. I'll let you get, you know, your two cents in, but then let's get, you know. Let's give the, the meat, people what they want. Meat and potatoes oh, of the Please. first period. Multiple yeah, choice. Yeah. So, I'm sure, uh, yeah, like Jess says, let's look into the next year. Um, but speaking of next year, there was a draft. I'm sure there was a gonna, draft. I'm sure you guys are going to get into your draft bit as well, and I'll have yep. a draft while you're getting into your draft. But which of these players were not drafted first overall in an NHL entry draft? Was it Joe Murphy, Wendell Clark, Pierre Turgeon, or Pat Lafontaine? <laughs> I'm giving the people what they want. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure you guys Joe, don't Joe, know the answer. <laughs> I know. I know Joe. I know. I'm pretty sure Joe Murphy is. We can scratch him off the list, Jess. He was the number one overall pick to the Wings, right? Yeah, Turgeon, Pretty sure number one overall pick. B and C, <laughs> B and C are tricky. Can you give me B and C again, Polly? Wendell Clark and Wendell Clark. Yeah, B not number Pat one. And Pierre Turgeon. And Pat Lafontaine. And B and C. Oh, okay. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, D. I'm going Pat Lafontaine. Lock it in. Ooh. Brave. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to lock in Wendell Clark. Ooh. Survey says Pat Lafontaine. <laughs> so we got it, baby. <laughs> He was drafted I'm third on, overall. Street, he was third. Everyone else is first. God yes. Damn. Is this the is this the first? This is the last season or last episode of the season, right? Well, it depends who you ask. <laughs> well, I mean, Stanley Cup well, over. Yeah. Or is this we, the first? I mean, is this the first okay. episode? Because that will keep counting. Because we've definitely <laughs> lost count, and I'm not going back. You're not going so, back. No, I'm not going back. All no, I know but, is that I'm, okay. I'm at about a, probably a 70, 75% clip of getting it right. <laughs> yeah. In the last two, three weeks. <laughs> Jess, In the last two questions. Yeah. Jess is one for one tonight. All of a sudden, he's had a 75% clip. Yeah. Yeah. I think our listeners know the difference. But yeah, uh, no, we will have some off-season uh, summer programming. But I guess this is our official last uh, last chat about the season that we just had. So yeah, Paul, you're right. This could be the end of our season. We could tally it up. I mean, okay. if you're going to go back and look at all the answers to figure out our record. I mean, There's no way I'm going to do that. No chance. No, no way. No, it's bad. All we so need to know next is Next episode, it's we're going to start from scratch, boys. I'm going to have a little tally. And I'm going to keep tally as the year goes on. Okay, so that sounds good. That's a good idea because that would be, uh, yeah. All right, so let's get to our Big Bite of the Week this week. Brought to you, as always, by our friends at the Big Bite Restaurant. Check out their amazing Canadian cuisine at their uh, two locations in Wan Chai and Shek Tong Shoi. The Big Bite HK, check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Folks, the Big Bite of the Week, obviously, the draft just happened. Uh, the number one overall pick was has been debated and debated for the last year, and we finally got our answer. It's Uri Slavkovsky from Slovakia, the man-child. I mean, this guy just won the MVP at the Olympics as a 17-year-old. Um, what I mean, 
I'm a little bit shocked, guys. I was I I was predicting right. I thought he was going to be the number one overall pick, but I said I wouldn't be disappointed if it was your eye. After watching what he did this year, playing with men, um, I mean, we've just got a better taste of him, you know, in the last eight months than we've seen of Shane Wright. So I, he's an absolute stud. And after that pick happened, within a few minutes, we find out that Kirby Doc which we'll get to later is on the way. And as soon as I heard that name, I knew it all made sense. I knew why they went with Slavkovsky at that point. I mean, it was all clicking, you know, I was so fired up. I wasn't sure why. Yeah, I'm sure general manager was. was oh, big time. I mean, I couldn't <laughs> figure out why, but I was trying to figure it out and I was wondering. And then the, I was, the answer came pretty quickly. I mean, it was one of those situation got situations guys where at the end of the day at draft time, Wright and Slavkovsky were neck and neck. I mean, his draft status kept coming up and up throughout the year. And at the end of the day, right before draft time, it was a pretty 50-50 chance for either one of them to be the number one overall pick. Mm. Mm. And they went with Slavkovsky. And uh, I couldn't be more excited to have this guy become a, a Montreal Canadian. Um, I think he's he's got tremendous potential. He's a big, big guy who obviously can score goals and isn't shy. He's not shy when it comes to playing big minutes in big moments, even at 17, 18 years old. So I'll, I'll give you guys an opportunity. Give me your thoughts here before, uh, before uh, we go on. What do you think, Jess? Yeah. You know, I was, I was at, I was at the office uh, trying to watch as much as I could. And, and I just kept refreshing to, to see when, you know, right. was going to get picked. And uh, you know, I was trying to think back to the last time, you know, we had a, who, who I wouldn't say consensus number one. He certainly wasn't a consensus number one. I mean, clearly now, but uh, he, yeah, he was for a long time, it's but like he, right. Since, since 15 years old. Like. So, and then not only did he just slide to number two, right? Like he slid, he slid to four. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to think the last time I've seen a guy slide that much. And the only one that came to my mind was uh, Seth Jones. Remember, there was a little bit of talk, you know, who's going to go yep. first overall, Nate or Seth, and then Joe Sackey at the draft, like a month before the draft, saying we're not drafting Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone kind of knew Seth Jones wasn't going to go one, and he ended up sliding down to four, right? Because uh, yeah. Barkov went second, and then Drew in, and then Seth Jones. But yeah, I mean, you look, I haven't seen a, a guy slide like that. It was pretty surprising. So, but man, we talked about this, you know, like he, he didn't, he didn't, you know, they, they didn't, he didn't strike me as a, you know, a game breaker, you know? And again, I think our sample size is quite small. You had the injury, we had COVID. Yeah. Um, the OHL was basically shut down half of their season last two yeah, seasons. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. And you know, like if you think about this kid at 15, right, he had more points than McDavid did, you know, in the OHL. It is, yeah. Is, um, you know, so certainly a lot of hype around this guy and, and without a doubt, obviously he's an excellent hockey player. I mean, he still went fourth overall in the NHL. I mean, you know, I never got drafted in the NHL. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait a second. So it's shocking. You know, I know, Polly. It's it is shocking. But with that being said, with that being said, the new GM in Montreal, he is wow. putting his footprint on this. He, like he's putting the blueprint down, and he's already. You can already tell where he's going. He's going for size. He's yes. going for skill, and he's trying to change up kind of the the mo of what the Canadians has been right. And so, I mean. I know Montreal Canadiens fans are pumped. Ivan e is wearing all Montreal Canadiens gear right now. I'm pretty sure he just put his wife in Canadiens gear. <laughs> um, and, but 
the last thing I'll say about Shane Wright is, you know, sliding down to fourth, all of a sudden Seattle's probably saying, wow, like what a know, steal. this guy yeah. just fell on our lap. And, and when he went up on that draft uh, podium, boys, I don't know if you saw this. The stairs kind of this oh. stare. You see that? You <laughs> oh, saw yeah. that, eh, Polly? What a big yeah, baby. So, what a big yeah. baby. He, he, yeah, he wasn't pleased. Floor. He looked out of the draft floor. Don't know if it was Montreal's table or whose table it was, but he looked like he was. And, and I was talking about this, I think, with my old man or with somebody saying, this might be the best thing that's ever happened to him in his career. Now he might like go back to the summer yep. and be like, all right all right, like this, this is what you guys think. Now, every single time I show up, I'm going to, I'm going to score a hat trick, you know? Yeah. Um, the thing is like, it can go either way with that. Like he might've also just shot himself in the foot. Cause he just made himself look like he has a bad attitude. And yeah, I mean, that's the way the public's twisted it, you know, for the most part, that's the way the media has been twisting it, yeah. you know, bad attitudes, staring them down, um, you know, but I mean, he's, he's an eight, he's 18 years old. Yeah. Um, he's been the number one guy since he was eight years old or five, who knows, five years old at the age of 15, he's better than McDavid. Like, I mean, he's been the number one guy for a long, long, long time. So yeah. for this to happen for that steady climb, you know, for Slavkovsky to catch him basically at the last minute, especially and, and in, Montreal him, too, in Montreal too, in Montreal, like, I know That's it's tough. a real tough pill for him to swallow as a kid. Um, I don't know if he handled it perfectly. I don't know if any other kid might've handled it better. Um, totally agree. Some, some do, some don't. I mean, I hope it goes the right way for him. I hope it motivates him to, because he, I mean, he should be a legit number one center in the NHL. And yeah, I, I mean, I think when you, you mentioned the general managers, Jess, I, I just want to add to that because, they, these guys have plans going into the draft and a lot of guys like New Jersey was pretty, you know, they had their, their heart set on getting a defenseman and they got, they think what they got the best defenseman available in the draft. Mm. Um, the third overall pick Logan Cooley, he might be the best offensive player in the U S uh, available in the draft. Uh, Arizona took a chance on him over a guy like Shane Wright, who might be more of a two-way guy. And, all along, I don't think Arizona ever thought that they were ever going to get an opportunity to draft Shane Wright. So he yeah. wasn't on their scouting radar. They knew nothing about him. They, they, they probably, I'm, I mean, I shouldn't say they didn't know anything about him. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, he you wasn't know, you're, on you're the, right. he wasn't on the radar kind of thing. Right. So, you're I mean, right. that has a lot to do with it as well. So, yeah. Uh, oh, overall, I think the Habs made a couple of good moves there. Um, Definitely, and, and they rearranged. And the other thing I'll say about general managers is they. Like when they make a mark on a team, they don't, they're not really worried about guys that other general managers brought in four years ago. They really stick to, you know, their loyalties lie in who they build the team around. Because yeah. if the, if the team ends up being successful and it's because of what happened before them, I mean, they're not going to, it's not going to be because of them. So what are yeah. your thoughts on that, Jess? Like the, the general managers just being, you know, I, their loyalty towards certain guys be, in, in when it comes to this kind of thing? Well, I think it's, you know, you can probably boil it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, even more, right. Like they, this is a job, right. And they're, it's a high performance job and you're based on your performance. And if your performance is good because of guys you brought in, then you're going to keep your job. And if the performance is based on guys you didn't bring in, you're not going to have that job very long, you know? So right. I think simply put, right. You got a president, uh, uh, 
like go up to the chain to, uh, you got your owners, whatever, but, um, but no, I totally, especially when you get a new GM like this teams at the bottom, total rebuild. But I, I really think he just vaulted Montreal's rebuild by like, you know, a year or two ahead. And, um, you know, one other thing I think it's important to mention is two Slovaks going one and two overall. Like that's, is it slow? They're Slovak, right? Yeah. The other, the other Slovak Montreal got late in the first round. Yeah. Who was a lifelong buddy, you know, like, a, yeah, that, that's, just another incredible. Thing that you re, that's another thing you really need. Yeah. Um, when it comes to chemistry on the team. Yeah. So, just, and, uh, so, so yeah, you know, it, that's great to see, you know, uh, and I, I obviously it's not a, a small hockey market. They've had a number of incredible talents, but to go one and two overall, that's pretty cool for, for that country. <laughs> one other thing boys, I got to say about the, the draft had so many cool moments. Like they did a really good job in Montreal and they had a lot of like, you know, viral moments, I guess you could say, which is great. Yeah. Boys, did you see, I think it was the first round. <laughs> Kid gets drafted. Paul, you're gonna love this. Kid gets drafted, right? I think he gets drafted to Arizona late, late first round. And uh, let me just bring his name up, boys. If you haven't seen this clip, I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> I laugh so hard. So this kid gets drafted, right? You know how it works. They walk down, give you a jersey. They put the camera on the two parents. <laughs> the two parents look at each other and they just start making out. Full no time. way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> was it the like, kid named Maverick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see this? <laughs> yes. uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I remember I now because I'm I'm looking at it I now. Saw the kid's this name is like, Maverick. I was like, this poor kid is never gonna live this down. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as oh yeah, God. that's hilarious. And the best part too, the broadcast, uh Mike Milbury was just, you know, he's talking about the kid and then it goes it cuts to them and it's like aggressive <laughs> no we're like oh jeez they were we'll get it. Like, all those early mornings oh. driving that kid to practice like oh, hey, how excited should how excited should they be i mean <laughs> oh i thought that was that's good, awesome so. yeah so that's the big bite of the week folks the draft was awesome i thought the habs did great we're gonna see what this kid has to offer in the future jess got a found feel good story for us okay boys so switching up gears here a little bit we're going to go to our found feel good story this one i'm changing it up a little bit uh given it is kind of the wrap-up uh show of the the nhl season uh found our found feel good story is brought to you by found found is asia's first cbd uh cafe and store yeah asia's first CBD cafe store in Asia, dude, loose, get it out, bud. Um, you can discover their high <laughs> range of high quality and effective CBD oils. Sounds like I've been all over there. How much CBD do you got running through your veins? Right <laughs> trying to read this. Boys, you got to check out their website, found.hk. I've been going through this. It's actually a really nice website too, but they also have this really cool thing. Um, if you have some questions about, you know, CBD, things like that, you go to their website. They've got a great uh, FAQ. You can check it out. Like, Will CBD knock me out? Can I drive? You want to answer those questions? You go to their website. You can check them out. And use discount code ATP10 so we can come back to you again next year with some great content and some mediocre trivia answers. Okay, <laughs> boys. So, mediocre is pretty story. aggressive. <laughs> Don't feel a good story, boys. Is like I said, it's, a, it's the conclusion of my first season on this show with you guys. It's been an absolute blast being able to do this. I mean... We've done it now. We've had episodes all over the country. What did we say? 18 episodes moving around. I've been in Canada. We've been in and out of the country, all over Southeast Asia. I mean, boys, 
this has just been an incredible, incredibly fun um, to do this with you guys. And uh, yeah, I was just thinking about this, boys. First ever season of a podcast slash anything I've really ever done. So um, I appreciate you guys and, and for having me on. And hopefully I didn't uh, scare all our listeners away. <laughs> but well, yeah, just- boys, that's the sound feel good. That, well, that's that's really nice. That's, that's great. But I will say the only thing is we do have to improve on the trivia. But I mean, maybe we're just kind of doing this. Maybe this is our shtick. We just pretend we don't know the answers. Maybe it's going to help. Oh, here, the we go, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's heaven. heaven for a Montreal fan right now. Everything's yeah. just heaven yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jess, honestly, we are super stoked to have you on here. Um, and you know when I when I first saw you play hockey here in Hong Kong and Paul, you, you might have been there. It was the first night we went. It was opening night, Meg Eyes, and uh, we had all the podcast gear. We had everything set up, and we saw you play. And we really quickly realized that you were a hockey player. And uh, and every time I talked to you after that, it was like, uh, Paul, if we ever ever need to add on to the team here i think this could be the guy so we've been well, we've been ha- work, very boys. fortunate to have you on board yeah. yeah well i appreciate it i can't wait to get back to the studio um you know have a couple of yard leads with you guys pre pre uh pre-show so then i yeah. can really try to screw up our ad reads but um, <laughs> well guys no, i think boys, it's I been think awesome it's super it's going to be really great when you come back jess we're going to have the studio set up for you we're going the kegs will be full the kegs will be cold the cameras will be set up. We're going to hopefully move this thing towards some more video podcasts, send out some more content to our listeners and hopefully viewers in the future. Uh, Polly, um, we're going to move on to our second period tonight. How about that? It was that? a long, long first period, boys. Yes, it was. All right. Tonight's second period is brought to you, as always, by our friends at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20 off. Tell them across the pond sent ya. All right. To kick off tonight's second period. Is my uh, uh, reaction to that parent thing we discussed before. I wa- <laughs> the to parent pod- thing. Well, I watched the video. <laughs> yeah. There was a little bit of tongue. That's it, dude. <laughs> Aggressive amount of tongue. A little, oh, come on. Too right. much for, too for, much draft, for draft day? day? <laughs> or was it just a quick little kiss? A little... That's, that, that's all it was. That's all it was. I don't oh know my if it God, was worth boys. making a... Too much like, tongue for draft day. I mean, uh, way too much. Maybe, but speaking of draft day... You heard it okay. here first. Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> uh, speaking of draft day, when Chicago... Traded Dominic Hashik to Buffalo. Chicago got a goalie and a draft pick in return. Oh gosh. Who did that draft pick become? <laughs> oh my gosh. God. So the draft pick from Buffalo yeah. going back to Chicago. Yeah. Holy. Memorable name. Big name. Uh, 
I know I know the name, so it must be somewhat big. Well, you know everything. No, I don't. That's the thing. That's the thing. And uh, oh my yeah. gosh, that I know I get all of these point. wrong. Paul, it's say the, the goalie going. All the other I'm way. gonna say, I'm gonna all I'm gonna say is, Paul, it's the last episode of the season. Yeah, you're gonna do us like Please. this. You're yeah, gonna I do am. us. You're gonna yes, do yes. us. Like this. Yes, you're one for one. I don't know what you're complaining about. You're right. I'm on I mean, a hot streak. So I'm you, gonna let Ivan go a hot streak. Paul, can I ask one question? What year was that trade? Oh. God, that would be a great clue. You can't. Would it you really? Can't answer. You can't ask. I mean, you, you, no. I mean, I'm used to multiple choice here, guys. I struggle I with that. I think the goalie. I think the goalie. Would the goalie going back the other way? Was it? Was it uh, Cujo? Maybe. Was Cujo ever in Chicago? Anyway, whatever. No. I'm going to. I'm going to take a swing. Hey, you're going to take a swing. Who do you think? Dominic Hasek wouldn't go to Buffalo if it wasn't for a high pick. So it's going to be a top pick. Oh. But why would Buffalo trade him if they? Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I want to say who was the? I that's wanna, the toughest. I want to say Jeremy Roenick. I want to say Who's Jeremy Roenick. Do you want? Do you want? Uh, I mean, <laughs> toughest pretty, question of the season. Toughest question of the season. I did hear Roenick. Do you want to yeah. stick with that? Well, if some options are coming, I mean, I mean he's not even was, on the board. If he's not even on the board. Okay, 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 okay. Do you want do you want some options? It would probably be yes. a lot easier with options. It'll be a lot easier. Okay. Uh was it Brian Burrard? Was it uh Rob Pearson? Was it Eric Daze? Or was it Igor Kravchuk? <laughs> it's the hardest question of the I hardest feel like question in the season. physics exam. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah, I'm yeah. sweating. I, I, I'm sweating right now. I'm going to Igor. Final answer. Okay, Igor. I'm sticking with Jeremy Ronick. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, Ronick's wrong. Do you want to? No. You could go two for two with a. Luke Jesse, guess here. Yeah. Keep that. What was in mind. the first? What was the second option? Uh, so, so we had yeah, uh, Brian Burrard. There was Rob Kravchuk. Pearson. There was Eric Daze, and there was Igor Krabchuk. I'm gonna go Daze. Total guess. I told you, total guesses count. That's right, baby. Eric Daze. <laughs> 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 we started counting today, boys. We started counting today. <laughs> Jess gonna be up to seventy five percent in no time. Not bad, not bad. I mean, I'm on that fire. was uh, nice, pretty work, sweet. Jess. That was pretty sweet. Eric Daze, what, Eric a, Daze. what a blast from the past. Yep. yep, absolutely. What a great trade for the Sabes. Yeah, <laughs> the Sabes. <laughs> Yeah, who won that trade, boys? Uh, yeah. Yep. All right, Paulie. Thanks for the question, as always. Uh, oh, not really. Yeah. yeah, you're two for two, Jess. Um, let's move on. I've got my spill of the week tonight, boys. Brought to you as always by our friends at Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. Paul, you've been down to the Yardley Brothers New Bistro Cafe at 62 Peel Street. Yes, they've got some fantastic 
food. Paul, I think, is actually a little bit tired today because they had their <sighs> grand opening yeah. just yesterday. Uh, Paul, tell tell the people, tell our listeners a little bit firsthand experience here. Tell us a little bit about the new location at 62 Peel Street. Well, people, if you really want to know, it's a, a great little spot. Uh, I got a whole Korean fried chicken yesterday. Not a whole Korean, not a whole Korean fried chicken. Sorry. Let me finish my sentence. I got a whole Korean fried chicken sandwich, but nice. it was like the size of a whole Korean fried chicken and it was delicious. They got these layered fries that are amazing. The 20 kind of layered fries. They have dreaming about these. They things. have something called fish in chips, which is like as weird as it sounds, but it's delicious. Like the fish is in the chips. Oh um, they got 14. Boys, I'm sold. I, 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 they also have this pork belly, which is insane. I, I ate way too much of it yesterday. Um, and they got 14 taps. I feel like I tasted every single one of them yesterday. Uh, congratulations times. to Luke, Ting Ting, Joseph, all you guys over at Yardley. I mean, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, they've the come a long way. Place they've come great. a long way from the bathtub on Llama Island. Yeah, absolutely. And- well, it started in the toilet, but then it moved <laughs> to the bathtub, and then it moved to the little beer shack. But yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love, love these guys. Love, yeah. love Yardley Brothers, folks. Check them out at yardleybrothers.hk. So, the spill of the week, you guys. I, I'm just absolutely lost about what's going on with the Chicago Blackhawks organization right now. Not only are they in shambles about like all the, the, the stuff that came out ha- in the organization last year. Yeah. This te- this is a team that's supposed to be on a rebuild and they just traded away their two biggest pieces. They it's traded true. away Alex to and then Kirby doc. Yeah. They traded away the two biggest prospects in their organization. They've still got Taves and Kane to deal with. They've got, they don't even have a goaltender. Um, what is going on in Chicago right now? I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't seen a more confusing organization. I, I can't, I can't put my head around it. Jess, please tell me that there's and something, is there I, something that they have planned in Chicago? Look, I have, I have a strong view on this in terms of rebuilds and drafts and things like that. And, you know, I can't agree with you more. When I saw these trades that these guys were making, I, I, had to, I had to look up the general manager and get his biography. I had to figure out if, if he was for real. <laughs> is is you know? he real? And, you know, he, he obviously he's been in the, in the game for a long time, but, you know, he, he, his previous job before he kind of got thrust into the interim GM role was he was kind of on the salary cap management side. Uh, he did a lot of different jobs around the hockey ops. I mean, look, I don't want to, I don't want to deep dive on this guy, but here's what I think. Sometimes we get caught up in the draft, right? You get all these prospects or you get all these picks, which could be, you know, which could turn out to be something. But what people don't understand is you go into the draft to hopefully get the type of player like Kirby Doc, hopefully get a 40 goal scorer in Debrinkat. This guy is 24 years old. This is what you want to get in the draft. So when I see, especially a guy like Kirby Doc, what is he in his third season? Yeah, Second he's 21. Year. He's 21. He went from, he went to the NHL at 18. He's 21 years old. And you're like, all right, we got to trade him. We got to rebuild. <laughs> like <laughs> this is the player that you want, you know, I, I know. I'll never this forget is why this. it's so confusing. 
when, when, when Colorado finished last that year, everyone was talking like, oh, you got to get rid of Landis Cog. He was 22 or 23 at the time. And Joe Sackick was like, for what? Uh, a, a solid first line centerman who can be a captain of my team. I already have the guy. So <laughs> yeah. whenever I see this, it just blows my mind. And like, they're not even really getting a good return for it. Like the brink no. to me. It was you know, the worst trade they made. Like, I mean, Ottawa won that trade by a oh, landslide. On the other side, Ottawa's like, wait, seriously? It's like <laughs> yeah. a kid playing NHL on a landslide. The trade went through. It's like, what? So, yeah. Look, I mean, man, Ottawa has an opportunity here. It, there's something they might grab. They might grab a guy like Claude Giroux. They might grab a guy who is like, oh, well, I, I'm going to get to play on the first line with Alex Debrinket in Ottawa. And yep. what Ottawa already has there with the youngsters, I mean, what a trade by Ottawa. I just, I, I seriously don't understand the logic behind it. You, you, you aim to rebuild by getting young guys like this. The only, 100%. trying to play the devil's advocate. Yeah. The only thing I could see for a guy like the Brinkat to be like, look, here's a guy that we can trade and bring in some picks or whatever. But I think they only up getting one pick in the first round for him, right? I think they got well, the seventh overall. Thing. The thing is, like, you could take in picks, but would you rather take in a pick, Jess, as a as a GM, or would you rather take in a proven guy who's in his third year in the, or fourth year in the NHL? Yeah, I see mean, that. I that's totally what agree. you hope for. Yeah, I totally like agree. Said, yeah. So, so the only thing that I could see, the only thing that I could see, is, uh, and again, it still doesn't make sense to me. Is that they're like, like okay, he's twenty three or twenty four right now. We don't anticipate we're going to be any good for four or five years. Then he's going to be 30. So, you know, we could sit here and sit on his great years and, and, you know, he could waste away here. We could lose his value. But I mean, he had 41 goals last year, you know, like it's a, draft picks are a crapshoot. If you can get uh, a proven player, you're way I think better it's off. a huge, huge mistake getting rid of both yeah. those guys when I you're sitting on assets on. like Kane and t- you're telling me like a team that's right there, like a, a Minnesota, you know, if they didn't have the cap issues or, or a team wouldn't make a big push to try to bring in a guy like Kane, you know, like, yeah, just a huge, huge mistake. I think to, to move on there must, unless there's something going on behind the scenes where these guys are like, look, get me the hell out of here. Like I have, I do not want to be here anymore. I want out and I want out. Yes. A lot has happened in Chicago in the last yeah. couple of years. So Jess, that could be a factor. I mean, that's yeah. a good point, but I'm, but you're I right, mean, man. It, this it, team it is just, now going to be set. This team is going to be set for like, Remember before in like the 2004, 2005, like basically from the mid nineties to the 2005 era, it was like dark days in Chicago. They had no fans. They had, they weren't even showing their own games on local TV station. (laughs) I think Chicago is going back towards the dark days guys. Well, it doesn't make sense that they, their, their biggest assets right now, if you're going to rebuild, rebuild. I mean, yeah. move on from Kane and Taves. Taves, yeah. we don't know what's happening with him. He's had a lot of issues the last few seasons. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Kane, they could get a lot for that guy right now. I mean, not draft picks. I'm talking high-level prospects, young studs. Like, he's a guy they could have moved and brought in four pieces maybe, like, yeah. and a couple first-round picks. He's that good. Yeah. But to trade off to it and Kirby Doc at this point is so confusing to me. It doesn't make sense. It does it's not make the, sense to me. It does not make the, sense. It's the spill of the season, Jess. <laughs> now that is bold. That is bold. All right, boys, let's move on to the final segment of the 
Second, second period? period? We're in second period? Second yeah, period. It was second period. Um, this is going to be our Psalm sleeper. Um, we've kind of talked about it a little bit already, but I'm going to dive into it a bit more because, I mean, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. So <laughs> Psalm sleeper is brought to you by Psalm. Boys, we've been talking about Psalm all year long. Um, it's like the Red Bull for sleep. You drink it 30 minutes before you go to, to bed at night. It's going to help you fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. They've got a great story. Um, there was a, a group of the co-founders were looking for a prop, uh, one of these products to help them, but they couldn't find anything, anything. So they wanted a drug-free solution, um, that was just easy and readily available. So they built it themselves. Um, this thing's been used by professional athletes all over the world. Now, um, it's a fantastic product. You gotta check it out. You can find them at getsom.com and use discount code ATP 10 for orders, save some cash, uh, check it out. I'm going to be drinking this until, uh, I was going to say the next season, but Next on the hockey docket is the World Juniors, right? Mm. Um, Summertime so anyway. World Juniors, Jess. I, I right. mean, what could That's be right. better? So our Psalm sleeper, fellas, is the rest of the Atlantic Division. So oh. we've, we've talked a lot about this division, right? we talked a lot about the Florida teams, Tampa, Florida. I mean, we love talking about the Leafs. Already we've talked a lot about the Habs, but I think what we're sleeping on is the rest of that division and just how competitive this division is going to be probably in the next two, three years. So one team that no one's talking about, maybe this could even be our Psalm sleeper boys. And how about this for full circle in our last season or our last uh, show of the season boys, the saves I'm telling you right now, I'm loving the saves. So a huge draft. I love the guy they drafted at nine this year. uh, Maddie Savoy, uh, Savoy, sorry. Um, He should not have dropped that low. Hey, Jess, dude, they got a steal on this guy. Yeah. And this other guy, um, I don't know much about this Noah Oslin guy, but a lot of people are really loving him. They had three, they had three picks in the first round. And I think all three guys are, are super talented forwards. That's just going to help them out, bring a little bit more, almost like excitement as well to that building, much needed building. So good for Buffalo. I think Detroit, Stevie Eisman's already making moves. He's doing his thing. Marit Sider just had an incredible season. He's going to be a staple on the blue line in that division for years. He's going to terrorize us um, in Toronto. So um, you know, uh, Paulie rumors that Bergeron's thinking about coming back. So that's going to be great for the Bruins. He'll that's be back. Good. That's good. He'll He's back. coming back. He's going to play four more years. Um, probably <laughs> win another Selkie. Um, yeah. and then, and then, yeah. So, you know, one thing about Buffalo too, that people aren't really talking about is they were only about eight games under 500 last year. Now I know in order to have success in the NHL, you got to be way over 500, but they weren't as bad as I think a lot of people said, you know, there's a lot, a lot of talent about- in that lineup, man. That's right. We've talked a lot about Montreal. We've talked a lot about the Sens. I still think the Sens, like, they are really coming along. They still got some pieces to fill. They need a goalie, <laughs> but they, they, uh, they're coming along. Um, and, yeah, boys, I think right now uh, the, the top-heavy Atlantic division, I think the, uh, the ground is going to be shifting here soon, fellas. Well, that, I mean, you could be right, Jess. How long can, how, how long can Tampa hang on? How long – like, I mean – that's usually the way it goes, but I mean, it's a bold prediction on the saves. The saves, boys. I love what the saves have done. They've got a That's lot our of Psalm sleeper. The Psalm sleeper is the saves. And you know what, Jess? They've got a lot of picks coming up. They've been, they've been, you know, stockpiling for the last couple of They've been seasons. suffering. They've been suffering. <laughs> yeah. I wish the saves nothing but the best. All right, Jess, some of the more recent trades. I mean, there's a few things that have happened. 
Um, what are your thoughts? I, I want to ask you first. Big move here. Big D, man. Paula, you're going to love this one. I'll let you D'Ang- baby. D'Angelo. I mean, absolute, you know, possible Vesna candidate. Tony D'Angelo getting moved from the Carolina Hurricanes. Guys, what are your thoughts on the D'Angelo move? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, here's a guy who is an electric player with such an incredible skill set. And now he's been on three NHL teams. What's you know? going on, Jess? And he's pumped to play for Tortorella. It's like, I mean, yeah. he's a Philly, he's a Philly boy. I get that, but I don't know what's going on here with this with this guy. Yeah, and you know, it seems like I mean, he was basically kicked out of New York, right? Because he yeah, like he was. I don't know if it was a political views or whatever. It doesn't matter. But um, look, I, I think it's also a bit of a salary dump for for Carolina. Um, yeah. they need to start signing some guys, uh, you know, guys like Aho, they're not going to hang around for free, especially living in Carolina, you know, yeah. um, and they need to get things done, but there's, some, there's been some good defensemen leaving Carolina the last few years. I mean, Noah Hannafin gone, Dougie Hamilton, Tony D'Angelo, you know, <laughs> I think it was their, their owner who famously said, uh, we're never going to draft a, a defenseman in the first round. Right. Remember the, the you know, <laughs> yeah. super eccentric guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, him and I wouldn't be friends, eh, Paulie? But no, no, um, Igor, baby. no. I mean, look, uh, classic torts. Um, you know, he's got his guys. If there's ever a coach who can just keep a guy reeled in, tell me it's not John Tortorella. Um, but you know, I don't mind the trade. Uh, you know, it's it, it's kind of a, you know, this guy will kind of be one of the more quieter, productive players in the NHL that that doesn't get enough hype. But I think also he doesn't do himself a lot of favors. Is this a match made in heaven? Tortorella finally getting to coach in Philly? Yeah. You know, the fact that he's back in the NHL just shows me that, A, it's the old boys club is still certainly a thing. Oh, yeah. But I think this, I think that this hire is uh, the owner and general manager just said, you know what? Our team has become soft. We've gotten away from what, made philly philly we're not tough to play against anymore we got guys who are whining and complaining i'm gonna bring a hard hole back in here and and, uh, and they're gonna toughen you guys up like you think yeah. your life's tough or oh, just wait so i almost think it's like a almost like an f you by the you know the owner and the gm to bring this guy in you know? absolutely i mean and there's been there's been a couple other moves jess that i wanted to to, to ask you about st hmm. louis letting billy huso go uh, what do you think about that move? I mean, I thought I'm pretty sure this guy is going to be an absolute stud for years to come. Yeah, you know, I think we've talked about this plenty of times this season. The one A one B thing doesn't work. It does mm-hmm. not work. You have to have your guy, and you need to ride your guy. And St. Louis has got their guy, right? I mean, and and but yeah, Detroit. I mean, absolute great landing spot for this guy because he's probably totally. yeah part of the solution yeah so i i don't mind st louis you know moving up but they didn't really get a lot for him and all of a sudden you know detroit round pick. Well, yeah third you round know, like, pick you know potentially this guy could be a starter in the nhl for the next 10 years you know so yeah um but no no surprise st louis has their guy their goaltender and, and they probably don't want to pay pay up too much for a backup they want to hold as much cap space as they can no surprise there stevie eisman just making smart smart moves as always um yeah great great trade yeah, was there any is there any trades 
other than that that pop out at you that happened just around the deadline or just afterwards? Before you get to that, just a little trivia. I think I brought oh, this up go. before. It's not, it's not Sir Perry, the boys, so don't worry. It's not one of those trivia things. <clears throat> Every time. Like who who won just who, who just won the cup? Colorado. Good, very good. You got that one right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on fire today. Every year, Colorado won the cup. Detroit won it the next year. Wow, they have every and time. So they are a team on the rise. I mean, Detroit. I've Steve Eisenman's rattled. Steve Eisenman's <laughs> rattled. Slackic one. He's like, all right, boys. Got to keep that dream alive. Um, the trade, the other trade that's jumped off the page uh, to me, Ivany, was uh, Colorado getting Georgiev. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe like they get Kemper, they they end up winning the cup. He's gone. Where's what's going on here, Jess? Yeah, I think I honestly think that Colorado. I don't know if Kemper is going to be the guy they need for their dynasty. You know. Kemper right. was was exactly what they needed, got the job done, but he never really struck me as like a defining fact. It wasn't like a Vasilevsky, you know, stealing games and making the big saves and all that stuff. You know, with that being said, I mean, Colorado, uh, Chicago on their run, they didn't really have a, you know, I w- by any stretch of the means, I, I don't think they would say like Corey Crawford was, you know, a, a, the greatest goal in the NHL. But, you know, I think Georgiev, I think Sakic just saw this deep value in Georgiev New York had to get rid of him. They could not afford him, so they had to move him. Yeah, and they've got this guy who's you know proved himself as a, as a potential number one, and they got him for a third and a fifth round pick, man. I know. I think it was a huge deal, and I and mean, then they re-signed him. They just re-signed him today, three year deal, boom, just like that. I know. Like, does and the rest of the NHL not want to win for the next five years? I don't get it. I don't win five straight cups. But here's like to add to that. I mean. The Colorado Avalanche is still a young team. If you, yeah. I mean, they're going to lose a few of their veteran guys, but their core of their team is still young. So yeah. if you br- you're bringing in a guy like Georgiev, he's going to fit right into that age group. He's going to be able to play with those guys for the next five years. And I mean, I'm pretty confident in that team yeah. with Georgiev between the pipes. Yeah. Um, and just and and one more trade that I think. Um, is going to really boost a team that that we I think a lot of us you know really caught our attention this year in the playoffs. The Los Angeles Kings picked up Kevin Fiala, and now they've got a high flying offensive dynamo. I think that was one thing they were missing. They've got a great kind of defensive orientated, good solid hockey club down there with some good young guys. And this Kevin Fiala man, over the last few years, he's been one of the most exciting players to watch. It's too bad he's stuck in in Minnesota. But they got Minnesota couldn't pay couldn't pay him because they're stuck with all this kind of bio money they they've got. Um, but you know they they've LA's got a great hockey player here now. So watch out for LA next year, guys. Absolutely. I mean, what they did this year, um, and they just re-signed Kempe too, which I think was a, a really smart decision. Yeah. Um, if he stays healthy, he's a guy that's just going to produce in all aspects. Kevin Fiala, he's like you said, a super exciting player. Um, yeah add him to the mix the last trade I, I wanted to ask you about Jess uh the Dadanov trade I mean does did he overperform in Vegas or is Montreal getting a guy that can still produce right now I mean you know I I think they're doing Montreal kind of shedding some cap but I mean Vegas 
they were trying to get oh rid yeah of, it was it was a weapon right? deal but they're, i mean they're trying to get rid of vegas yeah. has been trying to get but rid is of this a diamond in the rough kind of trade where you might get a guy that scores 30 goals next year yeah very well could be right not getting a lot of talk and you know he could just yeah. show up to montreal do his thing put him on the power play he's got a great shot um you know yeah, low low key trade is an interesting one for me. Watch watch Shea Weber come back and play in Vegas next year. <laughs> <If> you imagine <laughs> they'd have to take a one timer when they're playing Montreal breaks Buddy's leg. They'd have to <laughs> trade three players just to get him in the lineup because his salary is massive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so some some big moves, and I think the last one that we're gonna have to watch is when free agency is coming up. But you know, is is what's gonna happen with with Campbell, right? So Leafs having to move Mrazek. You know, if they can't re-sign Campbell, I mean, like, Ivan, you might be playing goalie for the Leafs next year. There's there's a few teams right now with no starting goalie. Um, yeah. I mean, the Leafs and, and Oilers, to name two. So there's going to be some interesting moves. There's not a lot of, of, you know, options out there for starting goalies right now. So, but the next time we talk will be after, probably after the trade deadline. So it'll be really, or sorry, not the trade deadline. The agency. Uh, when free agency starts. So I mean, yeah. it'd be really interesting to see because there's no one really available, Jess. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where these guys are going to find starting goaltenders. Neither do we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's the end of tonight's second period. Tonight's third period is brought to you by Wheel Hub Asia. Wheel Hub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three-on-three inline hockey league. Wheel Hub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, tonight's third period is brought to you by our good friends at Wheel Hub Asia. And it's time for a giveaway. Folks, we just did a lucky draw. I will send the pictures for, for proof. Uh, anyone who commented on our post about our prediction for the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, was entered into this draw, and the winner was Mr. Rob Anderson, who will be receiving a nice prize pack from the Across the Pond podcast. Congratulations, Rob, and thank you for sending in your prediction. Imagine how uh, upset Maritime Rob is that another Rob won this competition. Like, that's... Angry Rob. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's probably flipping. He was probably so pumped. So oh, pumped. We're talking about the saves. Yeah. We're talking about all his teams. All year yeah. we've been hyping this guy up and some other guy named Rob Anderson wins. This, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking conspiracy, boys. I'm thinking conspiracy. <laughs> picks, picks, prove it. Speaking of giveaways, though, keep, speaking of giveaways, this last question should be a giveaway because it is from the 1990s. Oh, my. Uh, you guys should have been probably in diapers, but still watching, uh, you know, a little bit of hockey on your daddy's knee. Um, <clears throat> which of these teams won a Stanley Cup in the 1990s? This should be easy, boys. Should be easy. Was it the Florida Panthers? Was it New York Rangers? Was it Caroline Hurricanes? Or was it the Nashville 
Predators. Come on, boys. The Rangers. 94. Come on. The Messier. The Promise. The Rangers. There you go. I wanted to end the year off on a good one. There you go, Thanks, boys. Yes. But he's got it right. There. You talk about feel good stories, Jess. Right there. That was a feel good story. I ended it off with like a nice little easy question for you guys. You're right. But cut next, my, cut my next, middle part out. We're going back. We're yeah, going to redo that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> next episode, I start counting. Jess, three for three tonight. Three for Six. Three, yeah. I'm, three I'm putting three. this on the wall, Three yeah. for three tonight. Six for 50 on the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget, folks. We suck at trivia. No, uh, yeah, we missed the playoffs in our own. But I'll tell you, hey, hey, I'm only be so, being self-deprecating right now because, boys, we got to take a look at our predictions for the playoffs. Jess and I ended up with and a pretty good record, folks, with overall every prediction made Twelve and three with our playoff predictions, round by round. Twelve and three. You were the yeah. overall winner because you got the bonus points for predicting uh, how many Thank games. You. Thank you. You were the overall. Come on, let's let's give Jess a little bit of a hand there. It's all your guys' insight. But you guys, insight. you guys did have Tampa Bay winning the cup, which was a little bit off. You guys got a little bit caught up in the Tampa Bay hype there. Totally. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm fine with them. it. I am fine with it. We already discussed this. I, I know it was, that was all part of your strategy. They lost, and I was right. See, you were went, right. If I went the other way around, you know, it would have been a different story. Yeah. So we did a lot better on our playoff predictions, Jess, than we did on our trivia all season. So, Paulie, speaking of stories. I want you to end this season. Yes. The, great, the greatest awesome. playoff, the greatest playoff story of all time. Well, <clears throat> this has become tradition, but um, gather round, children. After the Edmonton Oilers won the cup in 1988, Captain Wayne Gretzky gathered his team near center ice and had a group photo taken. That was the first of what has become an important annual tradition on ice after the victory. It's all about Wayne. It's all about I Wayne. I know the great one started that. He started it in 1988, boys. 1988. God, he's awesome. Is yeah. there anything Wayne Gretzky can't The do? most iconic I mean, picture in hockey? He, he can't commentate. He can't commentate. Uh, he's getting better. He, though, Paul. He's getting better. He's getting better. Get better. You put you put a good mixture of Wayne Gretzky and Paul Bizonette. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a match made in heaven. Been a hell of a ride, boys. Been uh, a Jess, a ride. thanks a lot for helping out this year, Jess. It's been amazing having you. I mean, I got to sit back and do what I like to do. So, hey, I'm here for you, Paulie. I'm here for you, buddy. You guys nailed it. Yeah, I'm very uh, excited and. Uh, I know it's the last uh, episode of uh, of the season, but there will be lots of summer programming. We have lots to talk about. I've got some great guests lined up, you guys. I'm really excited and looking forward to season four of the Across the Pond podcast. Ooh, wow, that's going to be pretty impressive, Polly. That uh, we've pulled this off, and uh, I want to thank you again for wow. everything you do. He's the head honcho, folks. He's the guy that makes all this happen. Jesse, no thanks, you. brother. Thank you, guys. 
That's Across the Pond, and that's a wrap. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co., Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to acrossthepondhk.com or find us on social media at acrossthepondhk. You put you put a good mixture of Wayne Gretzky and Paul Bizanet. It's Ron and it's Ron and Don, baby. It's the new Ron and Don, and we'll end the season on that.